In today's gospel, we see the commissioning and sending out of the 12 apostles to Israel. So they are first sent to the houses of Israel, and then later are sent to the Gentiles. And what must it have been like to be commissioned as apostles? What would it have been like to be called by Christ to this ministry? And most important, what would the new hire paperwork have looked like for the apostles? <laughs> You arrive, you maybe sit at a desk, there's a functionary name, Simon, last name, uh, people call me The Rock, Petrus, all right, Simon The Rock, educational history, maybe leave that one blank, past work experience, net mending, new job title, chief Apostle, cornerstone of the church, the rock on which the church is founded, the founder of Christianity from Syria all the way to Italy. These guys were woefully underprepared for the task they're being hired for. Writing a couple of hundred years after this gospel was written, St. John Chrysostom said that this is about the most unimpressive group of Israelites who could possibly have gotten together. Four fishermen, two publicans, a traitor, and some assorted villagers. This is what you've got. So in the Greco-Roman world, to be a religious leader, this was the crowning achievement after a great career in the Cursus Honorum. So you would do your military service, you would serve with honor, you would conquer lots of subjugated peoples, you would then serve in the apparatus of the state, you would climb the ladder, and then maybe one day you would be inducted into the College of Priests as this crowning, crowning honor. You might become an augurer like Cicero, but there is nobody in the Roman, Greco-Roman religious world who would have had no education, no wealth, no power, no honor. And in Judaism, to be a priest was to be born into this incredibly special lineage, this group chosen out at Mount Sinai. And the chief priest, this is a parallel figure to the king, this was as important and exalted as it got. But instead, today we get Simon, Simon, Judas, Jude, James, James, John, a lot of repetition. We have these less impressive apostles. And what's their job description? They're told to go out, find a moderately populated place, and start preaching the gospel. Start saying, Contrary to popular opinion, there is one God, yet counterintuitively, he is three persons, one of which, who is the source of all power and strength and might and wisdom, became a tiny, helpless baby in the middle of nowhere Palestine, lived this life as a homeless, kind, loving teacher, was executed by the state, and then destroyed death itself destroyed the power of evil, rose again, ascended into heaven, and now this wounded human body sits at the right hand of the Father and reigns as God. And should you think that this is a compelling message and wish to form a church with me, we will get to the second half of today's gospel, the, the Father's Day part, where Father is betraying Son, Son, Father, everyone's being put to death, because martyrdom is going to be the result of all of this. And shockingly, bizarrely, in places from South India to Ethiopia to Western France to Rome, in the first century, 
hundreds and thousands of people said, yes, I'm in. That's very compelling. Let's do this. And that gave rise to thousands more and millions more and billions of Christians throughout history, all of us here due to the labor of these 12 apostles. And this is not hagiography. I don't think there's anyone that contests that the origins of Christianity lie in the first century. This is actually what happened. But how can that be? Was there some sort of Jerusalem executive MBA program that these guys were secretly doing? Like, how did they get the preparation for this? Were they secret orators, secret writers? How could they be so compelling? Well, the text actually tells us. Don't worry what you are to say. For it is the Spirit of the Father who will speak through you. All of these guys just had one thing going for them. The Holy Spirit. At Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit of God. As later, the Apostles Fotini, Apostles of the Samaritans, Lydia of Thyatira, Phoebe, these, all these Apostles throughout history would be filled with the Holy Spirit and go out and preach to God's people, founding the church. And we might say, well, lucky them. How marvelous to have met Jesus and been called by him. How marvelous to have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Something you can only dream about. And if you say that, I have either good news or bad news for you. <clears throat> Which is that you don't have to be hanging out on a beach 2,000 years ago to be called by Christ. Instead, any of us who have come into his house, into the church, any of us who have encountered him in the pages of the Gospels, any of us who have received his body and blood at the altar, we are actually called to apostolic life. We are called to apostolic ministry. And all of us who have been baptized, we have received the same Holy Spirit, to the same degree that absolutely all those people at Pentecost, all of those apostles and disciples throughout history, we have exactly what they had. The difference is not being in the right place at the right time. The difference is simply saying yes to the Spirit of God. Yes to being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what does that yes look like? It looks in part like setting aside a little time each day for prayer, for listening to the Word of God. Maybe three minutes, maybe five minutes, maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Morning prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Reading the Gospels. Even sitting in silence in the presence of God. And as you begin to do this, your heart will be made more and more open to give a yes to God. And then it involves service, serving others, serving the poor, serving those who are lonely, serving those who get on your nerves, serving everyone around you. And the more you do this, the more you give this yes to God, the more your heart will be opened to the transformation of the Holy Spirit. And then you, like Lydia, like Mark, like John, like Peter, you will be an apostle of Christ. Matthew was sent to be the apostle to the Ethiopians. Thomas was sent to be the apostle to those in India. 
Fotini was sent to be the apostle to the Samaritans, and we are called to be the apostle to Wegmans. We are called to be the apostle to everyone around us, wherever we are. Not through haranguing people, telling them, that they, telling them they are wrong and we are right, but through living a life of peace, of selflessness, of goodness, with our words, with our actions, proclaiming in all places the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. His round defeat of sin, evil, and death, his absolute goodness and love. To him be glory and honor unto the ages of ages. Amen.